it's time for another What's Up podcast. I'm Becca Martin-Brown, the Features Editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I'm joined today by Ed McClure, the Director of Annie, opening this Friday at Arkansas Public Theater, and Jennifer Armstrong, who is playing the perfect Miss Hannigan. <laughs> Rumor has it this was a role that you always wanted to play. Uh, pretty much. Back in um, the mid-80s, my mother videotaped off of the television using the VHS with the whole running in from the kitchen and pausing during commercials and and coming back in and turning it back on when it was time and I just watched it and sucked up Miss Hannigan. It was all about Carol Burnett and her genius. And oh, you didn't tell me it was Carol Burnett. It absolutely was. Makes that's, perfect sense. That's when I fell in love with her and, and with the role. So You know, the perfect actress for Noises Off is sitting right here. We have to talk it. Dottie, that's another dream role. <laughs> yep, yep. So why this show? Why now? Because this is not an easy show. 26 actors? We have 24 total in the cast. 24, and two dogs. And two dogs. Why this show? So that's 26 with the dogs, yes. yes. Why this show? What do you love about it? Um, I Honestly, the thing I love most about it is that you get to expose seven or eight little girls to theater and you get to watch them go from auditions to um, you know they're all sort of individuals to them becoming friends and just the camaraderie and they just get to feel like little stars and I just I just love that for kids to be able to do that and your your lead your Annie is driving from Clarksville tell me about her well she auditioned and of course I don't really pay attention to hometowns when people audition. Um, but then I noticed when we were going through looking at the conflicts and everything um, that she was from Lamar, which is right next to Clarksville. And her grandparents fortunately live here in, in Bentonville. So she's able to live with her grandparents. She goes home on the weekends. And uh, uh, so she's not having to make the trip every night, but she does commute on the weekends but for the next three weekends she'll be stuck here that's a huge commitment it's a huge commitment it's a huge huge commitment but um, I really admire parents that sort of take that chance and, and find those opportunities for their kids and make those sorts of things work for them you know it's in the summer and so and you've got uh, actually I think she has two sets of grandparents that live up here and you know, it, it just works for. And now she's got friends to play with because the cast right. always falls in love with each other. That's right. And I imagine those days off in between the performances that those girls will be swimming and carrying on. And doing summer stuff. Mm -hmm. We talk a lot about the rehearsal schedule and how what you do at Arkansas Public Theater is pretty much a professional production that nobody gets paid for. What are some of the funny things that happen that make it community theater. I always remember tripping over a kid in the back of the theater one night because there was somebody's kid sleeping on the floor. I, you know, the thing that's funny to me is just the pace with which we try to get the shows put together. And, you know, Jennifer and the whole cast gets tired of hearing me say this, but because Arkansas Public Theater, we do eight shows a year, we just don't have the luxury of a lot of time to uh, to spend in, you know, getting shows rehearsed and getting them open. Because especially for musicals, because we're running those three weekends. So um, I think we're pretty 
um, concise in the rehearsals. I think we're, we're, we try to take, you know, not waste people's time um, at rehearsals and have people sitting around a lot. Um, but I, you know, the, 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 just the, the funny thing to me is like the other night we were rehearsing and we started like one of our last rehearsals and Molly's laying in bed and she gets out of bed and she realizes she doesn't have her dance shoes on. So she runs off stage and is gone for like what seemed like a half hour. And we finally just had to stop because she's got like little solos and lines and stuff. But you could just tell the kid wanted to make sure she was doing right wearing her dance shoes, but she had her flip flops on. <laughs> so this is your first APT production. It is. It is. I'm still fairly new to Northwest Arkansas. I've just been here four years. And been a little busy with little people. Yes, I have two little boys. Um, they're two and three, and they are pretty much my full-time gig right now besides voiceover work and stuff like that. So, And so this has been a great chance for you to get out and talk to other adults. I love it. That's actually my, that's probably my favorite part. Um, the irony is that I spend most of my time talking to the little ones because I have a lot of stage time with them. Right. However, I... But they're still of, able to use words. And I feel similarly to Ed that watching them from the beginning until now, I mean, they're best buddies. They're having such a great time. And it, they're not going to be the right age for these roles again. I mean, I look at Grace Ann, and in two years, she can't play this role. So the fact that her parents have sacrificed and she's able to be here and to do this, it's, it's just exciting because it, it's not very many girls get to play that role. It's a once-in-a-lifetime gig for her. So... You are a pretty scary Miss Hannigan. I hear that. I made a sibling of one of our one of our orphans cry during a rehearsal. Oh. That was a pretty sad moment when I came out and they said, she bawled her eyes out. She's really scared of you. And so I went over and greeted her as just me and we made we made friends, but I wondered if any of the kids had to work through deciding Jennifer was okay, even if Miss Hannigan was scary. I think there's a couple of them that might still be trying to decide that, <laughs> honestly. But um, I pal around with them quite a bit off stage, and I help them when I have free time to get some of their costumes um, switched over in between scenes. And I really try to be a completely different person off stage than I portray on stage, so that they don't lose faith in hum humanity completely. <laughs> exactly. And John Jefferson, we should mention, is playing Daddy Warbucks. And apparently shaved his head for it. That's the realism Ed McClure demands. He looks good. He looks fantastic. He looks really good. <laughs> he looked good and, before, but he yeah, looks he's really a good-looking guy. But I mean, he looks great with the with the bald head. Oh, I thought it was kind of scary, but okay. What do you hope people get out of this show? I just think you know the obvious thing is just the optimism that 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 the character of Annie represents. And if you look at the history of when the show was written and when it came out, it sort of came out at a time in our country when we were kind of coming out of Watergate and a lot of the scandal and, and things like that, that people were just sort of tired and, and, and maybe had distrust and just didn't feel like things were going to get any better. And the country elected Jimmy Carter president, and there was kind of that optimism. And a, a lot of historians say that the script of Annie sort of mirrors what was going on in the country. And so... I think it's, you know, I think with the sort of the strife that we have and that divisions are so apparent and bright uh, in our country right now, I just think something like this that could talk about optimism and talk about hope and talk about the fact that, you know, we'll be okay if we just, you know, 
put our faith in that things are going to get better tomorrow. And the so sun will come out. the sun will come out. And uh, it, uh, I, I just think the message is, is always important. It seems like it's kind of important, especially now. What about you? What do you hope people go home with besides singing the sun will come out tomorrow until their heads explode? Right. It's impossible to not have that earworm stuck in your head for the rest of the summer. We're, hope, we're counting on that. Um, you know, I think that the obvious and some of the stuff that Ed talked about from a political climate is super poignant right now um, when you kind of compare back then to what we're going through as a nation right now. But I think another super important message is um, kind of getting out there the message of, of adoption, which is kind of in the eye a lot right now with a lot of things going on um, locally and internationally. And it's kind of a, a nice light to shine. Not every kid's going to be adopted by a, a billionaire and live in a mansion on Fifth <laughs> Avenue. But, you know, it's... it's yeah, my daughter of, wants to talk to me about that. It's kind of neat to open up that conversation, for especially for some of the kids that may not have people in their lives who've been adopted. I know my father was adopted and I have a niece also who was adopted and I, I love opening that conversation and I think it's a natural in for parents to talk about that and what that means and um, just that we we accept and we love all different people no matter what their background and where they come from and that there should be enough love in your in your hearts to open up to other people if that's a an avenue that you choose to take. So I think that's another important conversation that parents might be having with kids if they bring them to this show. I hadn't thought of it as an adoption show, but I'm pretty sure my daughter who is adopted will want to talk to me about the billionaire thing after we see it. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Mm -hmm. We should talk briefly about the fact that you're about to turn around. Before you ever get out of this show, you'll have auditions for the next show. Not a children's show. Not a children's show. <laughs> no, no children, no dogs in the in the, the next show. Rocky Horror. Rocky Horror. Why so soon? We're two years from the last one, and already everybody's clamoring for Rocky Horror. It is. It's a perfect show for us in that time slot. It's getting into the fall. It is um, a familiar show. It's a show that is manageable for us to put together in the time period that we have. And uh, we just had such great response to it. We just kind of had to do it again. And so do you see yourself in Rocky Horror? Um, I'm not entirely sure if I see myself in it. I think the question would be if I audition, would does Ed see me in it? That's always the question. But um, it's I'm not sure quite yet what my next step will such be. Such a fun show. If you're interested, auditions are the last Monday of the show? No. Uh, we open the show on the 26th and perform the 26th, 27th, and 28th. Auditions for Rocky Horror are 7 o'clock the 29th. Good glory. Wow. So as soon as we open a show on Friday, then that Monday, we have auditions. Good glory. Okay, so show times are 8 o'clock the 26th and 27th, 2 o'clock the 28th, and again August 1st through 4th and 8th through 11th at Arkansas Public Theater in Rogers. If you've never been there, it's a beautiful building. And the air conditioning works really well. Oh, yeah, it does. It does. <laughs> oh, yeah, it does. <laughs> it is glorious. <laughs> and you can find out more at 631-8988 or in the What's Up section of Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you.